This is the KGEZ Good Morning Show with John Hendricks and Robin Mitchell. Now, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. 15 minutes with one of Northwest Montana's newsmakers. Glacier Bank's totally free checking saves you both time and money. Visit your nearest Glacier Bank office today. There's a convenient location near you. Glacier Bank, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. And joining us this morning, our Kalispell Police Chief, Jordan Venezio. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good to have you with us. So, um, it just seems like here in the past... uh, Oh, a couple, three weeks, we've had quite a variety of things happening that you guys have had to respond to, all the way from a hit-and-run pedestrian crash, uh, my gosh, all the way to uh, shootings. And sure. My gosh, is this a typical two weeks? <laughs> you know, maybe not a typical two weeks, but unfortunately that's become the norm. Um, we just had our busiest year of the, of the history of the police department. We had 37,000 calls for service, and it's just getting busier and busier. 37,000. Yes. I can't even imagine how many that is a day. Right. Yeah. That's over. A, that's got to be what? It's just over a hundred a day. So, and that means nine one one is really busy. Huh? They are. Yes. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> how many? I'm. I'm just curious. Just uh, how many of these calls for service uh, are, or, I guess, I don't know, incidents. I guess is probably a better way to put it, are on ones that come to you through nine one one call center or come through uh, your officers just out on on patrol and the observing things. So we're seeing a shift between calls that are coming in from 911 and calls generated by law enforcement, and we're seeing the 911 generated calls increasing drastically Really, over the last five years. So unfortunately what that does is it gives less time for our law enforcement to be out mm-hmm. there generating calls, being proactive. Um, I believe our calls generated by the public are up 23% over the last several years. Mm-hmm. So... I guess uh, we'll talk about this in a bit, but that's why we have got to have more officers on the road. We do. The community needs it, um, and our officers want to be able to provide a much better service than we're able to right now. Oh, my gosh. If you're on the side of the road uh, dealing with uh, an incident and another one pops up, what do you do? You can't just say, see ya. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're constantly prioritizing calls, um, trying to make sure the um, most urgent ones are handled quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that everybody who calls us gets you know, the full attention that, that we can give, and it's just becoming increasingly difficult. Yeah. One of the things that uh, uh, we don't have a jail here in Kalispell, so we use the Flathead County Detention Center. Right. Um, and now they're talking about building a new jail. How's that going to affect us? Well, they've been talking about building a new jail for around 20 years. Yeah. Um, it's been a large topic of conversations since I began in law enforcement. And it's something that our community needs. Uh, we need to invest in the infrastructure of public safety, and it hasn't been done in a, in a very long time. So uh, uh, just as an estimate, uh, how many of the people in our Flathead County Detention Center were put there by Kalispell Police? I will guess and say the majority. Mm-hmm. That, that would seem so. Yeah. Because we've got the population center. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, these fee- people are being adjudicated by the county? Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, well, how, do, how do our prosecutors work into all that, our local prosecuting attorneys? So statewide, all municipalities uh, use county attorney's office for felony jurisdiction. Um, our local city offices throughout the state, they um, do civil matters and misdemeanor jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So all your traffic citations, your misdemeanor crimes goes through 
city courts. Mm-hmm. Anything that is considered a felony goes through district court. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I don't see that many people in our court across the street. Does that mean we're being good? Well, what it means is, unfortunately, a lot more of our crimes that are happening right now are felonies. Oh. Mm. Are we going to change the definition of a felony because of inflation? <laughs> right. No, <laughs> I mean, the felony cost uh, for theft is con- it's a monetary, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they always look at that, but yeah. most of the other felonies are... They have other factors in there. Yeah. John, you don't see me going across the street to pay my traffic tickets, <laughs> <laughs> my parking tickets. Well, hardly a felony, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're not a hardened criminal. Huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> in any event. So uh, the jail population does have a big effect on us and, uh, and the way that, uh, I mean, let's face it, if these guys are going in and coming back out the back door, that's not helping you guys. Yeah, our, our officers are dealing with the same small group of uh, criminals repeatedly over mm-hmm. and over again and with the jail not able to take in people in custody basically what we have happening in our valley right now is no accountability for crime so mm-hmm. over time we all know what happens it's happened in cities all over the nation yeah. and it's it's starting to show here it's starting to come to a head that must be getting a little old for some of your officers seeing the same people out there doing the same bad things it is it's extremely frustrating you know they all signed up to do to do good things and to protect and serve and they have to, you know, we kind of have a, a saying at the police department is we just always focus on doing the best we can with what we have, try to not let the other mm-hmm. factors come into play. Yeah. But it's extremely difficult for them to now, keep doing it over and over again. Now, do they get released or do they appear before a judge? Most of the time they just get released without right? appearing before a judge. Yeah. Okay, now because the judge's volume, I guess, is high. I was thinking maybe community service would... Uh, uh, make them think twice. Well, a, a lot of that uh, comes into play there is you can't sentence anybody before trial. Yeah. So they're innocent until proven guilty, which is the way it should be, which is what makes yeah. our country great. Mm-hmm. So when we make these arrests, they still have to finish the whole criminal yeah. process before they could see anything like community service or any type of you know, punishment related. But if they're released, are they still in the pipeline to see a judge or... Uh, is the caseload so high they're just being let back so out? They are typically released on their promise to appear before a judge. Okay. Um, the problem is they don't keep their promise very much. Yeah. So that goes to a warrant. Officers go arrest them again on the warrant, and it's just a repeat. It's a revolving oh, door. brother. Yeah, that must be very frustrating. It is. Yeah. Our Kalispell Police Chief Jordan Venezio is with us, and more crime in the valley after this. Mm-hmm. This may seem like a silly question, but hear me out. My name is Courtney Holquist with Glacier Bank, member FDIC. When operating a business, would you rather things run smoothly or be a hassle? Easy answer, right? Using efficient products and services makes all the difference. Totally free business checking with Glacier Bank is one of those tools. It helps smart business owners like you keep profits up and costs down. Our totally free business checking requires no minimum to open and no monthly service charges. You also get 3,000 free monthly transaction items. Whether you're just starting out or expanding, Glacier Bank wants to keep your business running smoothly and succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Go to GlacierBank.com, call, or visit. How about today? 
Glacier Banks Community Conversations. Here again is John Hendricks. And today our conversation is with Kalispell Police Chief Jordan Venezio. It just, you know, I think mean, we've hit on this before, how crime in the Valley is rising and rising. And, you know, everybody says, you know, that's the big issue, crime. Um, but can we be a little more specific about what crime we're dealing with here? The, the biggest change that we're seeing in our city and in our county is violent crime increase. We've seen a 76% increase in violent crime over the, since 2018. It's a massive increase mm-hmm. in violent crime. And that, what is the definition of violent crime? Is that... Uh, Usually crimes against person causing injury. Okay. So is what it was related or correlated with violent crime. Mm-hmm. And not only is that scary all on, a, on its own, but the time it takes to investigate those for our police departments, the evidence needed to collect, we are just getting... I don't want to use the word burdened. You know, that's a, that's our responsibility, but it's an overwhelming amount of workload for this type of crime that we're seeing increase. And hmm. so this is the big one, 76% increase in violent crime. Uh, are we talking about guns? Are we talking about fists, <laughs> knives? What are we talking about here? Both. You know, we have seen uh, more gun crime in the last few years than I would say the entirety of my career before that. You know, that's how much more common it is for mm-hmm. us to see. Um, and it's just a whole, a whole lot of factors have come together with population growth, with our overburdened criminal justice system, and, and it is all coming to a head right now where the community needs to decide what direction we want to go. Yeah. So the, that's the big increase. Uh, what about some of the other things like uh, theft and homicide and, and that sort of thing? Theft. Sure. So homicides are are way up in the county um, over the last few years. Thefts have been steadily decreasing. Uh, Thefts usually uh, follow more economic trends throughout Mm -hmm. the nation. Um, We've seen a little bit of an uptick this last year, but typically trending down. Um, Our roads, our, you know, traffic safety, that has remained pretty steady. We may see some increase just due to population growth and more cars. Mm-hmm. Um, on the roadways, but that has been pretty consistent for us. Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of work have you had to do with your officers to prepare them for the increases, particularly in violent crime? So we've invested um, in wellness programs for officers. We we're really understanding as a profession over the last several years the the need to make sure that officers are well. You know, sp- specifically mental health. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we've um, promoted a wellness coordinator, an officer who runs all of the mental health side of our police department. And we invest in that with training dollars and making sure they're healthy to respond in the best way to our community. Okay, now, Jordan, uh, we hear the phrase processing a crime scene. Mm-hmm. Is that the officer who responds having to follow through on everything or it, is assistance brought in? Because as you mentioned, you have a lot of 911 calls and right. a lot of things that need to be attended to. How does that work? So our officers do a lot. There's a lot of crime scenes that they fully process. Um, the largest crime scenes, we have a team that comes in that specializes in just crime scene processing and the officers go back on patrol to handle the next calls. And processing is witnesses and all of those kind of things. Yeah, follow up after the fact. Mm-hmm. The detective division will take over and then our major case unit will come in and process the actual evidence on the scene. What am I saying? You always see these things on TV. They got the little numbers they stick around. What, what's that? Yeah, they're evidence placards. So 
uh, when there's evidence on a crime scene, you'll place placards, take photos of them, and then correlate the piece of evidence to the number. Okay. So you, you could say at number mm -hmm. 10 is this. Oh, so it could be a footprint, it could be right. a shell casing, it could be something yep. like and that. And that could be used as evidence in a court case, I'm yes. guessing. Mm -hmm. That's correct. How much time does it take just to put all this paperwork together? Uh, <laughs> hours and hours, sometimes days. Mm -hmm. You know, some of our homicide trials, our detectives will be working on the same case for months on end, you know, trying mm -hmm. to get uh, the right information, follow up with witnesses, surveillance. We also have so much information now out there that our, our evidence building, our evidence room is is overloaded. Um, every case we have has hours of body cam footage from multiple officers. We have surveillance cameras now everywhere that we have to get footage for subpoenas, social media subpoenas. It's a wow. tremendous amount oh of my gosh. collection. Does the county help you with that? I mean, the county attorney? So typically when there are cases, uh, we do the majority of all the follow-up mm -hmm. on our end, our detectives do. Yeah. That's one thing that you're going to get a little bit of help here pretty soon uh, when they move the uh, uh, the uh, uh, recreation department, uh, yes. Parks and Rec, over to Depot Park. You're going to get some space. Yeah, we're really excited about that. So with the move from Parks and Rec to Depot Park, uh, we will be able to uh, really grow and expand our evidence facility. Um, we had some recommendations through this consultant of you know proper things that we've known that we need to do. It's just a space needs issue and we're going to be able to do that moving forward so we're excited about that well the big thing that we're going to have to uh, decide here in the spring is whether or not we're going to pay more for the protection that uh, that uh, we're asking for and uh, we'll see how badly we want it right <laughs> but but uh, let's get the latest on that from our police chief right after this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many choices do you make in a day? From what clothes you wear to what's for lunch, there are many. We'd like to help the big ones be a little easier. This is Julia McDaniel with Glacier Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. There are many places to get a personal loan, online and here in town. If you choose Glacier Bank, we promise to do everything we can to make the process simple and pleasant and get you the money you need to make something exciting happen. Maybe it's a new vehicle, kitchen remodel, or summer toy. There are barbecue grills to consider and landscaping projects to think about. You make those decisions. Glacier Bank will handle the rest. Call or visit. Let's sit down with a cup of coffee and get things rolling. Now, what to make for dinner. Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is Robin Mitchell. We're talking with Kalispell Police Chief Jordan Venezio. There's an emergency responder levy coming up. What will that, uh, the successful passage of that levy, what will that provide for the citizens of the area? So the public safety levy or emergency responder levy, uh, that is going to encompass both fire and police. So for the police department, we're looking at 10 sworn police officers and a crime analyst position. And all of that is very important. The crime analyst position, we have so much information now at our fingertips that we can utilize that information to help us direct our efforts. You know, where mm -hmm. do we need to spend the most time and resources based on actual you know, tangible information? And we haven't had that ability uh, yet to do that, but it's something I think is very important. Uh, two of them will be detectives. Our detective caseload has increased around 40% of felonies. Um, 
And on top of that, each case is significantly more time consuming. So they need to help and they'll get two more there. And then eight patrol officers. Um, Our response time currently is around 9% or I'm sorry, nine minutes. The national average is five minutes. So Hmm. we're not getting to help quick enough. And usually it's because our officers are on other calls. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious about what does it take to put an officer on the street? You hire somebody. Mm-hmm. All right. He's not, that, that, that officer's not going to be driving a patrol car around town tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. No, it's a pretty lengthy process. When I leave here, I'm actually going over to city court and swearing in our newest hire. He starts today. So he will get sworn in. He will start what's called an FTO program or field training program which is at a minimum of 14 weeks. Uh, typically, you see some training extensions um, in there. So let's say maybe four months, four to five months of that. After that, there will be a police academy in Helena. They go down there for 12 weeks mm-hmm. and then a one-year probation. So we are easily nine months between hiring somebody and having them be a fully capable police officer. And, and in, um, I'm thinking just in terms of uh, beyond that, equipping this officer. Yeah, um, an officer's equipment is expensive. The time it takes to to learn the job, you know, it's several years to, to really get comfortable in a lot of the areas of the job, but it's a, it's a huge investment and we really prioritize making sure the people we hire are the right people for our community. Um, that is something that it, we never lower our standards, but mm-hmm. the amount of applicants is getting lower and lower. Are we getting applicants from other departments, uh, other jurisdictions? We are. Uh, That was way more common a few years ago, Um, but it's still continuing. A roadblock that we see here is just the expense of living, the cost of living people. They want to come here, um, but oftentimes during the process, when they start to look for housing and real estate, they realize they can't make it work financially. so yeah, that's a something that we have to consider. Yeah, and that's not something that our levy is going to be able to fix at least right away. No, but the the city has recognized that that's a problem, and the police officers got a, a good contract this last year with the association to help their pay be very competitive and increase. So, you know, it's probably not enough for someone coming from another state, but locally we're able mm-hmm. to get some good local talent apply that want to serve their community as well. So let's say that we have a a young man or woman who would like a career in law enforcement and they'd like to start their career here in Kalispell. What should they do to prepare themselves? Well, the thing that we look at more than anything else is, you know, an adult coming in to apply for us is what is their moral character? What is their history of them just being a good, decent human being throughout their life? Um, That's what we look at more than anything else. We can train everything with law enforcement. Um, military experience has been a big benefit to people. And then as well as college, there's a good criminal justice program here at FECC. It's an associate's degree program. And then I think we'll see a shift in Montana. It's already happening where our community colleges throughout the state are actually starting to invest in kind of a hybrid police academy programs. So we'll be able to pull from them as well. So a young person that wants to be a police officer, the first thing they have to do is... uh, First of all, make sure they don't get in trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. Keep, their, keep their record clean. Yeah, and we can't uh, expect perfection. None of us are perfect, but we really focus on uh, mistakes of the heart versus mistakes of the mind. You know, if you're out there stealing from people, hurting people, um, you're, you're not going to get a job in law enforcement. 
um, mm-hmm. that's something that will really hurt hurt your chances. Yeah, but uh, that's the first thing, and you really can't change that. That's something that you have to start when you're very young. Right. But uh, okay, so uh, I want to be a Kalispell police officer. Uh, it would make a lot of sense to me to go up to FECC and get in that, that, that program. Yeah, get in there, come visit us at the police department, ask to do a ride along, ask to you know get to know the police department, anybody in the community um, after a background check is welcome to come ride with us and see what we do. You know, we're, we're the community's police department and everybody has the right to come see exactly what it is. Cause that's a big, a big issue we also have in law enforcement is a lack of understanding what the job really is. So you, you want to be a police officer and you apply, but you've actually never seen what it is. It ain't dirty hairy. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. So so really learn what the job entails. In and fact, that kind of at. a person is probably not going to be a Kalispell police officer. <laughs> no. Under any circumstances. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, uh, we, we are looking for people who uh, who want to make it a career. Yes. And, uh, and you know, such as yourself. Yep. You've gone all the way to the top. Yeah. You want, in this career... If you don't have the purpose and the drive to serve your community, you won't last. It, you know, you'll do it for a few years. The fun starts to wear off. You start to really recognize all the challenges, all the broken parts of the system, the the hardships you're putting on yourself and your family, and it becomes easy to quit, to give up, to move mm-hmm. on to something else. I don't blame people that do it, but if you're going to make it a career, every day you got to be focused on that purpose and the serve serving of your community to get you through those hard days um, because it's an important job that somebody has to do. Yeah, wow. So let's, I just want to get back uh, to the levy once again. What kind of feedback have you been getting since it was announced? So the feedback has actually been overwhelmingly positive on the levy. I think our community vocalizes a desire to have more from, from law enforcement and public safety. We recognize the timing and the hardships and the tax implications and all of that right now. It's, it's not a perfect time to be asking, but our job, um, you know, my job as an agency head and the city's job is to tell the community where, where our needs are and let the community choose. Let them choose what they want, what they want to invest in um, and leave it up to them. You have done a lot in the area of uh, getting grants and getting funding from various sources in order to fund officers and equipment yeah. and everything. Uh, is that something I'm sure you'll continue to do, but I would think that there comes a point where you kind of start running into a dry well. Yeah, my job is always going to be to find the best use of taxpayer dollars, to find efficiencies everywhere I can. But bottom line, at some point, you just need more. You, you just need you know more yeah. investment and it, and it takes money. Uh, but we will definitely continue to always look for ways to to save and receive grants. All right. Always a great conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. A lot of really good insights this morning. Jordan Venezio, our Kalispell Police Chief. Thank you. It's Flathead. It's uh, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations, a service of Glacier Bank, where your checking is totally free. Just about anywhere you are in northwest Montana, you'll find a Glacier Bank office nearby, keeping you connected to your friends in your community, an important part of the mission of Glacier Bank, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender.